Hi, this is Rose and Masood Ramandi from Perfected by Blood Ministries. Thank you for downloading our podcast. We believe this teaching will empower you to grow into the fullness of Christ and inspires you to walk with Him. Make sure you subscribe to get new messages every week. We believe in you and we know that He will appear in your life soon. Enjoy the message. Hello everyone and thank you for joining us with another session from What Jesus Meant series. Today we're going to spend some time on Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 when Jesus said, Do not think that I came to destroy the law and the prophets. I did not come to destroy but to fulfill. And this verse has been taken in the past as uh, to do the law and the prophets. But today we're going to find out what he actually meant and uh, how does that apply to Jesus and us. So, Rose, can you explain to us what he meant? Yes, perfect. And before that, I just want to say I just lost a little of my voice. It's not that because I am sick or anything. I don't know. I think because we've been talking a lot and recording a lot. Um, And also, for uh, those of you who are wondering what's written on my shirt today here, it's in Persian language, and it is in uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 18. Okay, so let's get started with this verse. You know, I think uh, like when we were Muslims and... um, uh, when I came um, across this verse, um, and also like it is used for different belief systems, that you know Jesus actually because the law, the law of Judaism, the law that God gave to Moses wasn't really um, you know complete. Jesus came to complete that a little, and then uh, that most uh, mostly when when we, when we were Muslims, we believed that even then uh, that what Jesus brought wasn't really complete, and he re- he added something. Uh, like Prophet Muhammad in Islam added something so to make it complete. But today uh, we want to we want to look at it uh, from the eyes of the spirit because even right now in Christianity that we are here like as Christians, sometimes maybe we read this verse and and we think maybe Jesus did the law like the way that uh, that the Jews used to do it. And and throughout the scriptures and throughout all the gospels, we see that actually this is not what happened because uh, because the Jews came to Jesus constantly and tell tell him that you are um, you are not uh, keeping the law, you are not washing your hands. Why are you not keeping the Sabbath? Um, so um, and and the thing is, we know that. Jesus had um, had a deeper understanding of the law, and we can say better understanding and a true understanding of the law and the prophets. And and today we want to just take a look at it uh, from that perspective. So uh, in Matthew chapter four, um, in Matthew chapter five, verse seventeen, Jesus. I just want to read it once. That Jesus says, "Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill." If we look, if, if we look at the word fulfill here, the word fulfill mostly basically means to fill to the top, to um, and, and to bring a completion, not to not to make something complete, but to uh, bring to the fullness of something. What it was uh, supposed to serve. What it was supposed to serve. And and, and, um, and we are going to see that because, you know, um, if we understand one uh, verse, if we understand this verse, verse 17, uh, we can understand everything Jesus said all the way to the to the chapter 5. Mm-hmm. Because he, Jesus keeps saying that you have heard that it was said, but I say unto you. Yeah. And, and today by understanding, 
understanding of this verse, we can understand what does it mean that Jesus said, I say unto you, basically. Yeah, because uh, a couple of things that he mentions in chapter 5 right after this is what he takes from the law and he gives it a better understanding of that. For example, about the divorce, about uh, even sexual immorality Mm -hmm. um, or prayer and fasting and everything. So he brought... Uh, true understanding out of those Exactly. So Jesus had a different understanding of the uh, the law and the prophets. And that's why when uh, in John chapter 8, they brought the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. So the leaders of the law, um, they brought the stone and they wanted to stone the woman to death. And Jesus did something completely different. And he basically let the woman go and he told the woman that I'm not here to condemn you, but go and sin no more. So now, um, so we just um, so we want to take a look at this and see, okay, um, that, that's actually one of my, um, every time I want to read the scriptures, I always go back to the old, to the law and the prophets and see why did Jesus or, it, or even the apostle Paul made that specific conclusion. Mm-hmm. And I asked the Holy Spirit to open up for me because, you know, when we, when we go and read the Old Testament, we do see that it says that the stone, the one who is um, coming committing adultery but what jesus did jesus did something something completely different mm-hmm. and what we can realize that what he did it was more accurate understanding of the scriptures so now let's go uh, the first time we want to see that uh, if if you go to matthew if you go to matthew chapter one and uh, let's look at verse 22 this is the first time that we see that there is something is fulfilled that was written in the old testament basically Uh, Verse 22 says, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled. That was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. So we just saw that it says that it was fulfilled, which was spoken by the Mm -hmm. prophet. Jesus said, I came to fulfill the law and the prophets. So here we see only one verse that is fulfilled, which, which was spoken birth, yeah. by the prophet. If, if we go back and read before that, which it is the birth of Jesus. So, so it's not that Jesus has done anything here or doing something to fulfill or keep the prophets. He's, birth was the fulfillment of the prophet. Yeah. So, um, um, if we go to the next scripture, let's go to uh, Matthew 2.15. And this is another place that we see something that has happened and it is fulfilled. So the, and then was fulfilled, Matthew 15, verse 17. Matthew, sorry, Matthew 2, verse 17. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet. So we see, again, something that the prophet is written, it's fulfilled and this is when that um uh, they they send um uh, the uh, herod kills the children because he's he doesn't want the jew uh, the king of israel to be alive so 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 we and if you go throughout the gospel of matthew only we can find 13 different places that it says it was fulfilled mm-hmm. which which was spoken by the mouth of the prophet and one of the places that we can really go and see like let's go to Matthew chapter 8 and look at verse 17 in Matthew chapter 8 
This is right after Jesus healed many. And, and, and Matthew, chapter, uh, chapter 8, uh, verse 17 says that it might be fulfilled, which was uh, spoken by Isaiah, the prophet. Mm-hmm. So, which is saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So again, we see here, it's not, it's not that um, uh, what... And if you go throughout and the last, if you go through the uh, gospel of Matthew and we just find those verses that it says it was fulfilled, uh, which was, was written in the, in the, um, through the mouth of the prophet, we realize that um, that fulfillment came through a life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So the way Jesus lived, his birth was a fulfillment of the prophet. His action, what he said, and for example, if we go um, in Matthew 13, verse 35, it says um, it was fulfilled because Jesus was uh, speaking through the parables. Exactly. So, so we see that the, the, the parables and everything that um, what Jesus spoke, what Jesus did, he spoke, he, he brought the kingdom of God. He spoke the kingdom of God. He revealed the mysteries through the parables. And he went around healing, healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons. And he was born. And everything that happened in the life of Jesus was actually a prophecy that was written in the prophets, which was speaking of the one who is coming to fulfill it. And this fulfillment, it's not that he did it, but it was that God was doing it by through, through him, by fulfilling, by living something that was all, has always been the plan of God for a man to live, basically. So uh, any prophecy that ever was spoken was from God himself, and that was through the mouth of a man called the prophet. And God says in Isaiah 55 that as the word... As the um, rain comes down from heaven and the snow, that it shall not uh, return to me void, but it shall uh, do what it was supposed to do, which is water the earth and let it bring forth. Uh, and But so shall be my word that goes out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what it was sent for or prosper in the things it was sent for. Mm-hmm. So the word of God or the prophecy of God must be fulfilled. And when Jesus came was as the word, of God that came. So he came mm-hmm. to be the fulfillment of everything that was ever written. So exactly. he, he definitely didn't uh, destroy the law and the prophets, but he, w- he was fulfilling everything that was written in the law and the prophets. Exactly. And if we can, um, what we can do, if we go to Luke, um, the last chapter of the Luke, and we just want to see a couple of verses here that uh, Jesus says the same thing himself, basically, but in different language. If you go to Luke chapter 24, and uh, this is the story of that Jesus is resurrected, and there are two guys that are on the road to Emmaus, and they are talking about all the things that had happened in the past three years at the crucifixion and all the stuff. And now Jesus appears to them on the road, and then he starts beginning, um, he starts the scripture, starting from beginning, talking about the scriptures, and it comes to uh, verse 25 in Luke 24. Then Jesus talks here and says, Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and a slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. 
Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? So prophets obviously wrote about then the suffering of Christ and wrote about the glory that Christ had to enter. So what Jesus is saying, and then look at verse 27. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he, he expounded to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So he started from the Moses and the prophets, and he started opening up the scriptures and he explained to them that everything was written there. It was about the Christ, basically. Exactly. And, and even if we go a little further and uh, look at verse 44, It says, then he said to them, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. So he says, listen, I already told you when I was with you, I already explained to you that everything that was written written in the law and it was written in the prophet, it must be fulfilled because it was about me. Exactly. It was about concerning uh, me, basically. And I had to fulfill um, those things. Uh, so so that's what, if you go and read the Gospels and everywhere Jesus is talking about, so he's, he's uh, really revealing um, the fulfillment of what was written, basically, in the law and, in the law and the prophets. So, um, and I just want to take, if this is like, this is after the resurrection that Jesus says that. Let's go to Matthew 27. And in Matthew 27, this is the last time that we see that we, in Matthew, we see that it says it was to fulfill. And I want to, I want to, I want to, we want Basically, I want all of us to read this first and keep it in mind because then we will come to this verse. If you go to Matthew 27, verse 35. So um, this is the... um this is the time of crucifixion. Jesus is on the cross, basically. And um, then something happens. Uh, and it says then in the verse 35, then they crucified him and divided his garments, casting lots that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. They divided my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. This is basically the last time we see in the, in the gospel of Matthew, it is at the crucifixion of Jesus. That everything that is written on the law and the prophets, it's it fulfilled at the uh, crucifixion and later on at the resurrection of Jesus. So basically what Jesus is trying to say here throughout, like even in Luke, that um, the way he was born, the way he lived. And then he went on the cross and then he was resurrected. It was the fulfillment of everything that was written on the law and the prophets. So now basically what we can see is therefore the law and the prophets, they were only prophesying about someone who was to come and fulfill it. Mm -hmm. Even we can see that in Matthew chapter 13, that Jesus said the law and the prophets prophesied until John. Yeah. So the law was also a prophet. Yeah. 
Exactly. So uh, basically anything that the, uh, the law and the prophets were saying was a witness to something that would come afterwards. And when Jesus came, he said, I am that one. Yes. So when you read the law and the prophets, don't try to fulfill it yourself yeah. because you can't, <laughs> because it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about me. Exactly. And then when you see me, you, you'll see yourself. Yeah. So what you need to hear after that, it's me. It's not the law and the prophet. Because if you go through me, you will have a true understanding of the law and the prophets, which is about your identity in me. Yes. But if you go just directly to the law and the prophets, what you see is not going to bring life to you, but actually it's going to murder you, kill you. Yeah. And in that case, that's just because you haven't, uh, you haven't listened to the one. Uh, you haven't even listened to Moses who wrote in the law that said, in, I think, Deuteronomy 18, that he says, uh, God has said that he will raise a prophet uh, from among your brethren, and him you shall hear. That's right. And when Jesus was on the Mount Transfiguration with Moses and Elijah, God said, this is my son, hear him. So uh, the fulfillment of the law and the prophets is a person, which is Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. In him, everything is revealed, everything is fulfilled. Maybe I can just quickly mention one verse just to yeah. see... What, how actually Jesus changed the understanding of a Pharisee like Paul, um, who was trying to fulfill everything by his own right. works, but mm-hmm. all of a sudden realized, I can't, it's Jesus. And then everything he was trying to do in the law and the prophets, he came to realize, I wasn't supposed to do it. I was supposed to believe it. That's right. And that's in Acts chapter uh, 2016, when uh, he's arrested. Uh, and he's um, basically defending himself. Mm-hmm. So if you look at verse um, 21 of chapter 26, he says, For this reasons the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. Therefore, having obtained help from God, to this day I stand witnessing both to a small and great, saying, mm-hmm. No other things than those which the prophets and Moses said would come. Exactly, yeah. That the Christ, now he says what was the whole purpose of the law and the prophets? That the Christ would suffer, that he would be the first (laughs) to raise from the dead. Imagine, he's saying the first. He's already bringing out eternal life. That's right. And would proclaim the light to the Jews to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles, meaning to all other nations. Mm -hmm. So he says, I believe, I myself believe in this. And everything that was written was about what would come Mm -hmm. later. And then even Hebrews chapter 10 says, verse 1, that the law being a shadow of the good things to come and not the very things. Yeah. So the law was talking about what would come. Exactly. And, and, and it's interesting because even Paul says that um, it is written about the um, the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. And I want um, I want um, all of us to see this again. If we go to Romans chapter thirteen, and in Romans chapter thirteen, it's um, it's where we can uh, see uh, how law came to fulfillment because until now uh, we saw how the prophets came to fulfillment. Um, we read that through the scriptures and we saw that, okay, uh, his birth was the fulfillment of what the prophets wrote, his uh, parables, his healing the sick and his going on the cross and his, resor- his uh, death on the cross was the fulfillment of what 
the prophets mm -hmm. uh, basically wrote. And here we want to see what was the fulfillment of the law um, that, that happened. And even though the law itself is a type of a prophet, it's a prophet, but, uh, but we hear in this verse, in Romans chapter 13, verse 8, talks about specifically about the law. Um, so look at verse, uh, you know, let's read verse 10 first, and then we go back and read verse 8. Verse 10 says, Love does not harm to a neighbor, therefore law, therefore love is the fulfillment of the law. Mm -hmm. So it says the law fulfills when love is fulfilled, basically. So love is the fulfillment. Or the law of, is fulfilled when love is fulfilled. That's right. Yeah. So the law is, sorry, the law is fulfilled when love is perfected or Perfect. is completed or fulfilled. So we see that the fulfillment of the law is love. Mm -hmm. So now, like that's why verse 8 says, again, oh, oh no one, nothing except to love one another, for he who loves another, uh, loves another, has fulfilled the law. So therefore, what we see here, love is the fulfillment of the law. So Jesus came and Jesus says, I came to fulfill the law and the prophets. So I came to fulfill the law. And here we see the love is the fulfillment. But how love was fulfilled through Jesus so that we can say that the law was fulfilled through Jesus. So for, to find out that, we, most of us probably know the answer, uh, but we want to see the scripture for it. Let's go to John chapter 15. And this is Jesus is talking here. It's one of the most amazing chapters, and he's talking about love here. And look at verse 13. Greater love has no one than this, that to lay down one's life for his friend. So the greater love is this, that someone lays down his life for his friend. And Jesus has done that because we can even see that in 1 John chapter 3. And I, we don't have time to go and read that scripture, but it says this is how we know he loves us, that he laid down his life for us. So Jesus fulfilled the law by dying on the cross by, um, um, by uh, giving his soul for his own friends so that others can live. So he gave up his life so that we can live. And this is the, this is the definition of the love. So what we see here, so Jesus came to fulfill the law and the prophets and the fulfillment of the law and prophets was to uh, basically live what law and prophets said yeah. and what the law and prophet really said about, it's about the crucifixion of Jesus and it's about the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. So as we talked, Masuda talked and we went to Acts, chapters, Acts uh, chapter 26, Paul writes and says, today also we, we, keep, we, we also fulfill the law and the prophets, not by doing the law and the prophets the way that the Jews did it, but it's by believing the law and the prophets. So the law and prophets, they were never meant to do. They were meant to believe. To be believed. To be believed. So we, we are all, we are called to believe the law and prophets because we know that the law and prophets were written about the Christ, the, 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 the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. So the, 
we talked in, in many of the videos that we had in, um, in our YouTube channel. And also there is a book called The Revelation of Jesus Christ. And we, we talked many times that Jesus Christ is a mystery that needs to be revealed. That's why the Old Testament, it's sealed. And it won't open up and we won't really see what is really written there unless we read every scripture through um, the true understanding of the scripture, which is the Christ, which is the death, crucifixion of Jesus and resurrection of Jesus. And let me tell you this, the moment you have the understanding of a death and resurrection of Jesus, immediately you find yourself in those scriptures too. Because all of a sudden you realize that there is a love that caused one person to die for my life so that I don't experience that death, what I can live. Then all of a sudden you realize there was a prophecy of a person who will bring love to the world by giving giving himself so that you can live. And all of a sudden you see in the scriptures that even though it was talking about the death of Jesus, it is also talking about my death with him on the cross. When you see it is writing about the resurrection of Jesus, then all of a sudden you see yourself in the pages of the Bible and seeing, oh, it is about the resurrection of you in the newness of life. So when you go, so that's why you can also say, we have not come to destroy the law and prophets. We also came to fulfill the law and prophets. And how do we do that? By loving one another, by reckoning ourselves dead to the death of Jesus, by dying with him on the cross and raising with him at the resurrection. So we are also called to fulfill it. And that's why the spirit of the Lord is given to us so that we can read the scriptures, not through the religious mindset, but also through the understanding of uh, the the true understanding, which is the death of Adam Mm -hmm. on the cross and the resurrection of Christ at There is three days later. So I would say when reading the Bible, uh, the first thing that every one of us must do is to put ourselves uh, outside of the story completely and read the Bible as if it's every single word is about Christ. That's right. And and that if if we don't do that, we're going to fail and we're going to be mistaken about what the Bible says. So the first thing is to read the Bible as if God is just telling a story about Christ. You are not in the story. Uh, you're not important. I'm not important. There is nothing about what must we do. There is nothing about uh, who we are. Nothing. Absolutely about Christ. Right. Once you see that, then you realize that, okay, now I can go back and read it uh, through the eyes of my union with Christ and understand what happened to me through the crucifixion of Jesus. Yes. Then... When you do that, you come to realize why Paul would write, don't you know that whoever was baptized into Christ was baptized into his death? Yeah. So as he was crucified, you were crucified with him. So this, imagine, this takes the burden off from me and then it uh, puts me far <laughs> from works, mm-hmm. but it puts me into a place that my heart is so drawn to this truth that I can believe it. And when I believe it, my heart is energized and I can live according to what I have believed. That's right. There is uh, strength in me. There is something in me that by the power of the spirit, I can now live differently. I mm-hmm. live a transformed life, but not because I'm trying to fulfill anything, but because that thing is being fulfilled in me. That's so right. uh, read it for Christ, as Christ, yeah. and then read it as you, in your union with Christ, and that would change everything. 
And um, uh, and I just want to um, bring one example here, uh, yeah. if, uh, sure. if you're okay, before we finish this. Um, if you go back to Matthew chapter 5, um, and I want to just take a look at one verse, and we just want to put into practice what we just learned, and that the law is fulfilled through yeah. uh, Christ, basically. And how do we really need to read that? Um, so if you look at uh, Matthew chapter 5, look at verse 43. Um, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. So this is in Leviticus chapter 19. So that it says, love your, uh, love your neighbor and hate you. And, and this is actually, it, it's in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the next verse, Jesus says, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. So the, when you look at this, um, from the first thing that we, we I usually get uh, is, oh, Jesus just changed the law here but he didn't but what happened is look at verse 43 and we see that let's look at it that jesus fulfilled verse 43 it says you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy so who hated who and who loved who Mm -hmm. so we say that we said that the crucifixion of jesus was the love that he was showing even to those who hated him and crucified him that's right So this verse says he loved his neighbor. That's why he is going on the cross and he's dying for them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he hated, they hated him so much that they wanted to get rid of him and they wanted to kill him. So in the law, it was written, love your neighbor, but hate your enemy. And that's fulfilled. That was fulfilled at the crucifixion of Jesus because he was the one who loved the neighbor and they killed him because Jesus was the enemy to, because they thought that Jesus is the enemy to them. So if we read this verse and we realize, oh my goodness, okay, this is fulfilled already at the crucifixion, mm-hmm. through the crucifixion of Jesus. That's why the next verse says, but I say unto you. Why does it say I say unto you? Because he's basically saying I fulfilled the verse before that. And because I fulfilled the verse before that, therefore, now you are, you are, you are to see this scripture through my eyes, through what I have done and mm-hmm. I fulfilled. And then you understand this deeper and you can walk differently. And what does it, what does it say? It says, so love your enemies now. Yeah, exactly. Because now you know that one scripture was fulfilled through the death of Jesus. He loved them. He died for them. And then you realize that, oh, okay, so we are not the enemy to kill, basically, to hate anymore. But we are the friends of the one who loved us. So what we do is we also love our enemies, even if they want to crucify us. So we don't hate them. Like verse 43 says, but actually we fulfill them. So and I think every single verse in the Old Testament needs to be read through the fulfillment of um, that verse in Christ, in death and resurrection. And that's when we understand. One of the challenges that I personally had, um, I went to, um, uh, you know, I found the part in the Old Testament that said, um, you know, stone those who commit sexual immorality, stone them to death. I, I went back and I read it and I read it and I read it and I prayed about it. And I said, Lord, 
I want to know how did you come to that conclusion and how did you at the end didn't stone the woman, but you actually forgave the woman. But it is actually says in the Old Testament that stone it. And once I read it through the crucifixion of Jesus, I could realize what that part of the scripture scripture was saying. And that's when the scripture doesn't bring death to us. It brings life because we see it through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Because if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, it says the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Now, if you go and take the letter of the law, you would have instances that says um, must be killed. And if you want to keep the law, then you have to kill. You have to kill. Exactly. But if you come to the spirit, spirit takes that word, like what happened to Jesus, and instead of death, brings life out of that. Mm. And that was the purpose of the scripture. So Jesus said, you go and read the scripture because you think they give you life, but they were written about me. So when you go directly to the Old Testament or to the law and the prophets or even New Testament, if you read anything that is written without hearing the spirit, it kills and it causes you even to kill others also. Uh, Not (laughs) definitely murdering people with uh, a knife or a gun, but um, there would be uh, burdens that you would put on people. There would be... Um, hope that you would take away from them and all those things. Yes. Now, I want to say something quickly, and maybe we can end with this, yeah. that in um, uh, Revelation chapter 10, mm-hmm. uh, I want to read one verse uh, in verse, uh, let's read from verse 7. It says, but in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God would be finished as he declared to his servants, the prophets. God declared something to prophets, and all that they had was prophecy. Mm. Now, God calls that a mystery. Mm -hmm. So what was spoken by the prophets was a mystery. So now if you go and try to take it and say, okay, this is clear, this is talking about this nation and that nation and this thing and that thing, you're mistaken. But if you listen to the spirit of prophecy, which is right now we just heard, it says, in the days of the sounding of the seventh angel. That's right. And the angel means a messenger, and the messenger is the one who has a message. So he's the one, the Spirit of God, that comes to bring an understanding of what was spoken, what was a mystery. So now when Jesus came, everything that was fulfilled, and you see that he was talking about things that were written in the Old Testament with a different understanding. Why? Because it was a mystery. It was not revealed just by reading it. It was revealed when you would see Christ. And when you would see Christ through his, through him, you could have a complete understanding of what it meant. So, so uh, are you saying when we read Jeremiah and it's talking about Elam and Babylon and yeah. it's not talking about those countries? No, absolutely. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's, it's, these are spiritual realities um, that understanding them helps yeah. us to be transformed into the image exactly. of God, which is Christ himself. And now one thing that maybe I need to add before we end is that uh, because often we have had this question as uh, Apostle Paul apparently had, uh, that, mm-hmm. okay, so you're saying that you don't have to keep the law. Yes, we say you don't have to keep the law and you must not keep the law uh, because if you try to do it, you would fail. Mm. But if you come to the realization of the mystery, you come to union with Christ, you understand who he is, who is the one that is in you, you would raise way above the law. Because as we said, the law kills. Mm-hmm. And if you try to keep the law, you're going to kill. 
But mm. if you come to the place of the spirit that actually gives you a revelation of that, you would be living above that. And that means you would not do anything that the law says don't do. Uh, simply, you're not going to murder. You're not going to lie. You're not going to uh, steal. You're not going to do any of those things. Not because now it's a law that you must do, because it's now your true nature. That's right. Your nature doesn't allow you to do that anymore. Your conscience is cleansed. It's not anymore defiled. And all you want to do is actually to live your identity out. So basically what you are saying, you don't keep the law, you fulfill the law by living a resurrected life of Christ and reckoning yourself death on the cross with him. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Exactly. (laughs) So thank you guys. Um, Thank you for watching. And um, let us know if uh, this helps you and if you're looking for more um, basically sessions like this. Um, we are trying to answer any question that's coming in. We had questions in the past and there are new questions that are coming in. So we're going to definitely um, give you whatever we have and whatever we have seen in the Bible. And until uh, next week, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Rose and Masood Ramandi. We hope you stay connected by subscribing to our podcast to receive latest teachings to keep you growing in the knowledge of God. If you would like to support our ministry to continue spreading the fragrance of his knowledge, please visit our website at perfectedbyblood.com forward slash donation. For more teachings, please visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash perfectedbyblood. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter yet, go to perfectedbyblood.com forward slash sign up and sign up. You'll get a free ebook called Unveiled Word, a simple guide to understand the Bible. You'll also be notified about new articles about our ministry updates and our upcoming brand new online courses. And if you're ready to take your life into a whole new level to go deeper and go bigger in God, make sure you grab my book. The Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. When you order your copy, you're really supporting our ministry and the message we carry. And you'll also be getting a book that it will reveal to you how you can stop trying to fulfill God's supernatural plan for your life through natural means. Instead, you can receive the power of His mercy through deeper understanding of God's compassionate heart. This book helps you to change your mind, believe in God's goodness, receive His involvement in your day-to-day life, and finally, lift up the burdens off of your shoulders. It's called The Flood of Mercy, Supernatural Help in Your Greatest Time of Need. It's available on Amazon right now. Thanks for tuning in.